Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. New York. Got the club going up. Keith McPherson on the fan. It's a five-hour KM to AM inside the 8 o'clock hour. Coming up, Connor Hughes. We're going to keep talking football. 877-337-6666. Can I take a couple calls before we break and bring in our guest? Tommy's in New Hyde Park. Tommy, you're on the fan. Oh, no. No, no. Did you see that? I, that was, yeah. Well, this is actually Kenny in Brooklyn. It's Kenny's your boy, Kenny. What's up, my dude? So, Kenny, listen. Hold on one second. Tommy's got a call back. Okay. I've never done that. The, we have a touchscreen system here. And it was meant I, to be, bro. I touched Tommy, but somehow I dropped Tommy's call and then touched your call. So you get preference. You just called. Yeah, you yeah, get, yeah, you get right on. Me, you just bro. called, got right you, on. Look, look at God. Now, but shout out to your boy, Tommy. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> like I said, I'm still looking for your picture, but we won't talk about it. Just some reference there. But, um, okay, real quick, what's up with the Jets? Okay, I got some points with the Jets. Look, it's abundantly clear that Zach Wilson is our best choice as quarterback now. As sad as that is to say, okay, I don't want to hear people harping on him when he, if he comes back. They've been dumping on this guy, and I know he, he, he got picked. He's got to be responsible. But enough is enough. We need to be going after Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson. Yeah. That's who... Jet fans need to be... The people in charge, the adults that allowed this. Zach Wilson should have never had this many starts. We've never seen this in the NFL. A quarterback that was not good enough just continuously get run out there and they're about to do it again. This is what I'm saying. Why can't these new... These sports say, why can't you guys get some interviews with Joe Douglas? You guys don't have his number or Woody Johnson? We don't hear anything from this dude. Oh, they don't want they don't want that kind of smoke. They're not they're not popping on WFAN. I mean, Salah is the guy that takes all the smoke. Salah is the guy that is is almost robotic in his responses and what he says. He says the same stuff all the time. And it's like I don't expect them to speak up. I don't expect to hear from Woody outside of his tweets about what color pants they're wearing or uh, deflecting. You, know, you guys got to keep calling them because they're responsible for it. I would love I to call them. Joe has their numbers. I don't have their numbers. Sport. I don't have those guys' numbers. I would love them to join my show. Well, not, not you. The station. The station. The managers <laughs> in the station. But how do you explain to me? I watch every game. Every other team can produce 
points. They have the third, fourth string quarterback. They have little old ladies walking off the street quarterbacking for them. They have the Giants with their third string quarterback can produce Undrafted. points. Undrafted. And this Jets can't do anything. Yeah, they they hired the wrong guy at offensive coordinator. I, I stand by the thought, the notion that Nathaniel Hackett would be out of NFL football right now Definitely. after the job that he did in Denver. Definitely. But his saving grace was that Aaron Rodgers was coming yeah. to the Jets, and they have a great relationship. Definitely, the Jets definitely, definitely. Put I mean, could this all their eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket, and it broke on them four plays in. This, this is what I'm saying. And he's not going to be any better when he comes back. He's a year older. That, that a year removed from he's one of his down like, years with the Packers. A year removed from one of his less impressive years, and there's going to be a ton of pressure and expectation, and they're not going to just be able to flip this team in a exactly. year and stack this offensive line and get exactly. multiple weapons. I'd rather hear from Joe Douglas, though. I'm with the you, some guy, somebody's got to make some calls. You, you know here. what they're going to say? The same thing Aaron Rodgers said, because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, we hear from every Tuesday. We heard from him today. He is speaking for Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson. He is the GM owner, face of the franchise, wow. and he is basically saying the plan was for me to be the quarterback, and that plan went out of the window, so there was no plan B, and that's that's criminal. Thanks, thanks for the call, Kenny. There was no plan B. It was only plan A, and all of us were blinded by it. All of us were sold on it, and Tommy in New Hyde Park is back on the fan. Sorry about that, Tommy. Uh, that's okay, Keith. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for calling in. All right, well, your Christmas lights up? Yeah, they my, my wife handled that uh by yeah. Black Friday. That was that was all set up. All I got to do is like bring everything from the garage up the stairs, whatever, and my wife's got that all set up. Thank you. I did the same thing. Um I wanted to ask you about the Benigo and Salsa uh conversation. Now, what would you say in that conversation if it was you and Salsa? What would you ask him? Was Salsa mild? Uh, Verde, yeah. um, I I don't I don't think I'll ever get a phone number of an NFL coach. Like I'm not a Jets fan. You got to think about the position that Beningo is in. He is like the voice of the longtime Jets fan. He's got the podcast. He was on WFAN for years. He is not the voice of all Jets fans, but he's definitely one of those main cogs in the Jets fandom. So he gets but, he gets that access. So I can't really. But, can't really speak to it, you know? I don't think doing this job, like, I don't want to have relationships with the guys that we critique and talk about. And not for nothing, Joe is retired. I know he's on on the weekend and he does his spots, but um, I just, I don't know. I think it gets tricky when you speak on this microphone. This microphone has so much power. I talk yeah. about that a lot. It reaches everyone. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, WFAN is failing. WFAN sucks now. You're listening. Everybody hears. We're reaching everybody. Clearly, by the response to everything from Beningo and Sala to Carl Banks with BT and Sal or me trolling Mets fans, everybody hears everything. I don't. Well, I don't know. I can't really speak to what I would have done talking to a coach. Well, I think well, I would have kept some things off the record that I think well, are supposed to be off the record. That's a term we use in radio. That's a term I've used talking to people, you know, in the Yankees world or the Nets world or even the Devils world. Like, hey, off the record. Well, Keith, I think you're right about that. And uh, good for them golfing together, whatever. Now, can I ask you one more thing? I want to talk about the Knicks and the Buck game. Tonight. Yeah, it's close right now, now. I mean, I know it's just the second quarter, but they're hanging with them right now. Yeah, hanging with them. It's, it's 
Now, I don't understand this tournament thing. Can you explain that to me? I think we've been. It's it's just a way for them to jazz up the early regular season games. It's a way for them to get these players to play and not load manage and take nights off. It's a way to yep. incentivize these NBA players to go out there and compete like it is the playoffs because well, there's been a lot of these games where they don't go out there and play defense, where they don't go out there at all. I, I think it's effective. I think it works. I think people are talking about it. People are watching it. They they do it on Tuesdays and Fridays so they don't have to compete with the NFL. And, and, I, and I think there's interest in it. I think the players are interested in it, and the fans are clearly interested in it by the way the arenas have sounded last night and even watching this Bucks game. The fans are, are, are all into it. Way well, so I wasn't really into it. Game. I really wasn't into it, but then it sucked me in. Because the Knicks advanced. Like, That's all it takes, uh-huh. right? The Knicks fans were into it when we thought we had a chance right. to advance. Now we're not in. We're like, yeah, whatever. The Knicks fans are alive in it. You want to win. At the essence, these are athletes at the core. These guys are competitors. They want to win. And all you got to do is dangle a little carrot in front of them, a trip to Vegas and five hundred grand, and they are playing yeah. like the Larry O'Brien trophy is on the line. Well, Keith, one more question. When does this tournament end? And they should they spread the money somewhere else? The the tournament ends in Vegas this week. It'll be over, I think, Monday or Tuesday. And right. um, what are you saying about spreading the money elsewhere? Like they should. Uh, the money they went five hundred grand a, a player. I think it's five hundred per player, and I, I've always been. Refer- referencing the Knicks uh, after they won to advance, they were all talking about getting new watches. Like five hundred grand to the Knicks players is like a really expensive watch. I guess these guys want Audemars Patek, uh, Patek Philippe, like like Patek future, Philippe, yeah. like future. And these guys rap about these guys want these expensive watches. Uh, bust down. I don't know. Well, it, I think a lot of it is. The, the the stars on the team don't care about 500k. It's the like the ten the end of the bench guys who are maybe making that for the entire year. That and, and then the rich that. guys care about them though. Yes, yes, that's the point. Like you saw, what was it? The Pacers bench. Mm-hmm. It wasn't you know Halliburton and all those guys going nuts. They were going nuts for the other guys at the end of the bench who never get to play. Yeah, Damian Lillard said that he's like 500 500 grand. This time of year is going to change somebody's Christmas on my team. Like, yep. You know, like these players yep. coming home about 500. Five, I mean, I'm sure he cares. Yeah, but it but doesn't. Yes. He can, he can go 500 grand. He's made 500 yes. grand 500 times. Like, there's somebody on the end of that bench that gets that check in a couple weeks, and they're able to do whatever they want for their oh, family oh, for Christmas. Oh, it might change their life. Could change, for sure. Could ch- change 25 people in their family's lives. So there there is some incentive to winning that cash. Yeah, they got they got to come up with a better name. I like I like the courts. I I think it, I'm fine with it. I think it pops. It's very European to me. It, it, FIBA, yeah. FIBA courts are like that. Yeah. And I think that the whole tournament is derived from what we've seen. I think in Champions League and, and European soccer, they have an in season tournament. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm sure someone's gonna buy it out next year to call it like the Amazon Cup or something like that. They'll but improve still, it. They'll they'll improve it. They'll work on it. If the thing's been a massive success, you can. Yeah, it's clear. It's a success. I don't now, care listen, how many people hated on it. I was telling everybody, reserve judgment, wait, let, let it play out. It helps when you have a ton of major markets go deep, right? It helps when you have Not the for Knicks nothing. and the Bucks the and the Lakers, Lakers the and the Suns. Suns. The, the Kings like Celtics. the Beam, the Celtics. Yeah, not for nothing. The teams that we expected to make it made it. Now, I don't know if people were expecting the Pelicans and the Pacers to make it. Plot twist there as we're getting to the end of it, but that's what makes it fun. All right. 
We have time here to take this last call, or should I break so we can get Connor? I think we can take it. Let's take this call. Richie in Queens, my guy. You're back on the fan. Hey, how are you, Keith? Good. Thanks for holding. Thanks for calling. Yeah, it's always good talking to you. Yeah, that basketball thing, I finally figured it out. Um, you know, I have mixed feelings about it. $60 million, I guess, to these players, but there are guys that are making the minimum, which is pretty good minimum at $480,000. Um, but I think they do play harder, rooting for the Knicks tonight. Um, real quick with the Beningo thing, total disaster. Um, you touched on it. It's very difficult to, to listen to Joe this morning as he was getting pummeled by um, the morning crew. But Yeah, I didn't get up you until know, 11 o'clock this morning, so I caught some of that on the Internet, and I'm just – I kind of yeah. – I don't know. I just I just try to laugh it off. It's At the end of the day, it's just not that serious. We're talking about sports here, and – it's yeah, supposed it to be not, fun. That's not and... that serious, though. But you know what, Keith? I, I think when he did it, look, and I know Joe. I've met Joe. I've been at the studio with him. I love to play golf. He meant no harm. He, he wants to win. He wants he the didn't. Jets to win. He wants to be a happy Jets fan. They haven't won in weeks. It's toxic right now. It's all bad. There's not one good thing to report on the New York Jets. There's nothing Joe can say. There's nothing Rob Sala can say. Nothing I can say. Nothing Boomer and Geo can say. The only thing that can happen is if they can somehow go out there on Sunday and get a win, and I don't see one of those in the forecast. Well, you know what's happening, too, I and mean, I think about the last year, how things have been such incredible topsy-turvy. Obviously, you know, Buck Showalter being gone, Epler being gone, and, and you know, the two pitchers being gone, the Yankees not making the playoffs, the Jets. I mean, if we only talk about Joe Beningo and Robert Sala, that's a sad situation. Tommy DeVito, quarterback in the Giants. I mean, it's been a, an absolute disaster. And I just hope now to, to, with the uh, the free agents, this could be a disaster. You know, right. I don't know what don't they're going to do. Don't get your hopes it's, up. I've been telling everybody, don't believe the hype. I'm not setting myself up from, for disappointment well, thinking the Yankees are going to get both Yamamoto and Juan Soto. No, I'll wait on that. I've been disappointed well, BT, in the, in you the gotta recent have a, you past. You've got to sit down with BT because he thinks it's going to happen. No. I'd be, I'd be surprised, BT also too. said that Zach Wilson was a stallion and the Jets were making the playoffs. No. And you know what, Keith? Think about this, too. Two weeks ago, the bottom line was everybody said Zach Wilson will never play another game for the Jets. And he's playing. So my point is it changes. It's so incredibly fast. It's you week never to week. Say never. It's week you to week. never do. But, yeah, with, with those picks, I don't know. I think they're going to have to – if the Sal Licata's uh, sanity, if they don't get either one of those two guys, it's going to be an incredible – between BT and Sal be excellent, excellent radio. But I don't know if they can afford it. Do you give up those pitches? But you know what? Look at Kelnick. Kelnick just came back from his third team. He's with the Braves. Are, are, he's going to kill it with the Braves. Pit. You already Never. know he's going to kill it with the Braves. Don't shake your head, yeah, no. you know what? Paulie's shaking his he head, was, no. He, this kid was, changed his stance last year. We don't even have the time to get into it, but we will when baseball comes, Paulie. He's going to, the Braves are going to find some way to get the best out of this guy. He's trash. He's been trash for two years. Okay. Relax. Okay. Yeah, he's been possessed for three years. I've seen well, him take Garrett is, Cole deep. I've seen him hit home runs in Yankee yeah, Stadium. Yeah, he hit the home run in his first uh, in his first game as a Mariner, it's and then he there. did nothing since. It's in there. Nah, uh, he had a very good he had a very good first half. He did. He had a pretty good productive half. He was playing at an all star level for two months. We'll get but my there. point is, my point is with him, a prospect, five two players. So you. If you can get a known entity, you got to give up the process. Absolutely. If you, you can get Juan Soto, Soto, you cannot have egg on your face that you did not want to give up Michael King. Thanks for the call, Richie. 
877, no, don't call because we have a guest coming. Connor Hughes from SNY. Coming up next, Keith McPherson on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. RB. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. Hey, must be the money. Good drop. Getting pages out of New Jersey from Courtney B. Telling me about a party up in NYC. Joining us right now, my guy, Connor Hughes from SNY. And uh, we're both alumni of Monmouth University. Connor, what's up, man? You're on the fan. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And heck yeah, go Hawks. Yeah, I've been trying to get you on for a couple weeks. I, I mean, there's just so much that goes on week to week with the Jets and the Giants. I follow all your work. I cover all of your... Um, or all the stuff that you cover, I end up like you know using your tweets on the fan. You and Zach Rosenblatt really are the the two sources that I have, uh, and I keep post notifications on for anything Jets and and Giants related. You guys do a great job, and obviously the conversation around both quarterback rooms is the main conversation. And who would have thought we'd be here in uh, yeah. week thirteen without Daniel Jones and without Aaron Rodgers? So let's let's start with the Giants first, with Tommy DeVito getting the start. After the bye week over Tyrod Taylor, in a sense, there's some people that feel like, hey, Tyrod Taylor's the QB too. He's a veteran. He's higher, he's much higher paid. You know, he should get that opportunity to come back in and start. He gives the Giants a better chance to win. But then there's a whole other argument for Tommy DeVito, who is coming off of back-to-back wins. And, you know, I said on on here that having the bye week to rest up and prepare for an opponent. We might see the best version of Tommy D. You stick with the hot hand, I believe. 
And I'm fine with them also, you know, looking into the future with with Tommy DeVito versus Tyrod. Tyrod's not going to be here next year. It's unfortunate what happened to him. But how do you feel about Dayball going with Tommy DeVito, the local guy, over, uh, you know, basically would have been benching him because he's been the starter and going back to Tyrod now that Tyrod's off of the IR? Yeah, I think it, I think it's the right call. You know, ultimately, you know what you have in Tyrod Taylor. You know, there, there's enough film out there. There's enough um, uh, uh, tape. There's there's enough games where you've seen him play where you know what you're getting in him. Uh, with Tommy DeVito, you don't. You know what I mean? There, there's still that unknown factor. And I think if you remove Tommy and you put Tyrod back out there and maybe he got hurt again or maybe he struggled or things like that, there's always that unknown. And then you get into this weird little flip-flop almost like the Jets are enduring right now where you had Zach Wilson, you went to Tim Boyle, now you want to go back to Zach Wilson. It would have been one of those things. So I agree with what Brian Dable is doing here in terms of just ride Tommy DeVito, see what you can't do. And if he struggles immensely against Green Bay, if this uh, emotional roller coaster that they've kind of had where it's on that upswing continues going up, awesome, continue to play him. But if it comes crashing back down and you see a guy that was undrafted for a reason and, and kind of just elevated to the active roster because of injuries and, and he suddenly starts – you know, the, 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 the hits midnight and he turns back into a pumpkin. Well, then, okay, go back to Tyrod Taylor. He's still there. You know what you have in him. So I think it's the right move. Uh, and also, I think there probably would have been quite the uproar from this fan base that the Giants sent uh, Tommy DeVito to the bench uh, before they got a chance to see this one through. Yeah, you, you got to please the fans. You got to keep the fans in it. And if that gets a couple more fans there for Monday night football against the Packers and so be it and I just think it, it makes the most sense like you just said if, if DeVito struggles or he goes down come on Tyrod come back in and the other way around doesn't make as much sense now there's a lot of conversation around tanking versus not tanking yeah. uh, playoffs potentially being there I, I just don't believe it I just you know I, I keep talking about what I've seen the Packers do the last couple weeks and I don't think that they can beat the Packers but it's it's a weird kind of feeling right because there's some folks that are saying well if you're not tanking why don't you play the better quarterback the more established quarterback the veteran quarterback and if you're trying to win you know shouldn't you be playing Tyrod Taylor not Tommy DeVito or you're not trying to win like it's 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 getting kind of confusing for uh fans that are on both sides of the fence here uh what do you think I, I think that they're trying to win I think the players have come out and said that the playoffs are still right in front of them uh, I think that the whole organization showed the last couple weeks before the bye that they're trying to win I think you would agree that the Giants are all on the same page, that they're trying to be in the mix for the NFC playoffs. Yeah, I mean, give the Giants some credit. I mean, they, they beat the hell out of the uh, out of the, the commanders with the six turnovers and all that stuff. But uh, that that was also a commander team that, from my understanding, knowing some people over there, those players have checked out. You know, the, the golf clubs are already in their lockers, even though we're, we're not even at Christmas yet. Uh, and then the Patriots, the team that the Giants barely squeaked by, they are – Probably in my not probably in my opinion they are the worst team in the NFL and the Giants barely squeaked by them so the the talk of the playoffs I think it's I think it's cute but I don't think there's any chance in hell that the Giants are going to find their way into the postseason but when you go the flip side of that tanking there is no such thing in the NFL there there really isn't I mean there you you have these players that if they go out there and they just say like okay I guess we're going to lose. Uh, they're not going to have jobs next year. You know, there's only 53 and then a handful of practice squad spots available. And if you turn on the film of a guy and you see him not giving it us all, you see him not trying his damnedest whenever he's presented an opportunity, that player is going to be replaced in the draft and in free agency the ensuing year. And then he is not going to find 
find another employer. So you, you can have teams that simply lose games because they are not that good. But if anyone in the NFL takes their opposition lightly and they sleep on them, that's why you get that old saying any given Sunday. Anyone can legitimately beat any team. I mean, dude, the, the Jets beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, that happened. That was a <laughs> thing that happened. They did that with Makes no sense. Sauce Gardner, right? Like, that's insane. Like, so, so, like, that stuff can happen because there is no such thing as there, there might be teams that are constructed in a way that they can't necessarily win or they won't win that often. But there's no team that takes the field trying to lose. That just doesn't, that doesn't exist in the NFL. So the Giants are going to keep trying to play. And also, the thing about, like, oh, give Tyrod Taylor the best chance to win, I don't necessarily know if Tommy DeVito doesn't give the Giants the best chance to win. He's out there. He looks like he belongs. I mean, yeah. I've covered NFL quarterbacks that straight up stink and, and quarterbacks that can't play. And I'm not saying Tommy DeVito is a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't think that. But he has shown that he can be a long-term backup and somebody who can be a spot-duty starter, and he's already showing that as a rookie. So uh, Dable is basically just riding the hot hand. See how good this guy can play. See what you can't still get out of him. And if he fizzles out, then he'll go to Tyrod Taylor. TD, Tommy DeVito. Yep. He, he's found the end zone. I feel like these guys are riding with him. They like the vibe. They're throwing up the pinching hands, and uh, they, yeah. they've played all into it. I, I'm on record saying that it's, it's the best story we have in New York football this year I'm rooting for the kid I just think it's going to be tough to beat the Packers and even go down there to New Orleans and beat the Saints I know they're struggling but um, I just think it's going to be tough to get wins down the stretch with the Eagles twice and even a Rams team that's been really impressive and that leads me to my next question about uh, a top 10 draft pick right now on Tankathon the Giants are picking seventh and they have them taking Malik Neighbors a wide receiver out of LSU I mean, if you lose out the rest of the way, you might see yourself slip into that top five. And in my opinion, I think they have to take a quarterback because Tommy DeVito might be a good story and a potential backup, but I don't think he's your long-term future. And I don't know that Daniel Jones is going to be able to rehab and be ready to go for camp in week one. So this regime having an option of drafting their quarterback Brian Dable is getting so much out of an undrafted quarterback in Tommy DeVito. Imagine what he could do with a Caleb Williams or a Drake May if they slip a little bit, or even if, uh, you know, pro days and combines work out for Jaden Daniels or uh, Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr. And one of those guys is right there for the taking. What do you think about the, the Giants drafting a quarterback with their first round pick in 2024? I don't hate it. I, I don't. I don't hate it at all. I, I actually like it a lot. I think it's something that they should do, uh, and I thought it was something they definitely should have done if they were picking one or two, and, and they were going to have an option there for Caleb Williams or Drake May. When you get now to that like four, five, six, seven, eight spot, that's where it becomes a little questionable. Like I don't think you should take a quarterback simply be simply to take a quarterback. And I actually go back to the argument that I made. Uh, back when the Giants drafted Saquon Barkley, because Sam Darnold was there as well uh, for, for where that pick was with Barkley. And I remember saying, look, the pick should be the quarterback. 110%, 100 times out of 100. Unless Dave Gettleman evaluated Sam Darnold and the other options that were there at number two and said, I do not believe that that is a franchise quarterback. So if he looked at them, those guys and said, I don't think he's a franchise quarterback, you don't just take the quarterback to take quarterback. Then you go elsewhere. Now we can go down the hindsight route where someone was going to trade up to take a quarterback there. So you trade the pick. You don't take the running back at two. But still, that, that's, that's beside the point. Um, I think that the Giants, if they look at Penix or they look at Knicks or they look at any of these guys and they say, that's a legitimate, bona fide, no doubt franchise quarterback, you take them. Period. You do. And, 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 but if they look at them and they say no, 
there are going to be other options on this roster, and we've seen this roster has other holes that need to be filled. They could go offensive linemen. Now, I don't think you take a guard that early, but if they think that Evan Neal's future is at guard because of his struggles at tackle, you take the tackle, you kick Neal inside, and now you've got some really impressive pieces up there on the front. They could also use a cornerback because it's unlikely Adoree Jackson returns, and they don't really have anything else outside Deontay Banks. We don't know uh, if Xavier McKinney's coming back. They could look into – that's probably a more of a second-round pick on a safety, but different things like that. Uh, there's there are holes on this Giants team where I don't think they could, they should just pigeonhole themselves into one spot. But one of the biggest ones is that you said is receiver, and, and if they keep losing, that they get up there, say to they're picking four or they're picking three, because I think one and two are going to be locked in there with the Patriots and the Panthers. If the Giants are picking three or four because they rattle off another string of losses, I think they need to go quarterback or Marvin Harrison. And the only way you go Marvin Harrison is if you evaluate the quarterbacks and you say, you know what, I don't think these guys are franchise guys. I think it's going to be so interesting, especially for us here at WFAN. I mean, coming off of the draft um, in Vegas uh, two years ago, you know, when when uh, you, you got Kayvon, you got Evan Neal, you got Sauce, you got Garrett Wilson. There was so much hype for that. And going into 2024 right now, there's a rivalry there, right? The Giants are going to be picking right next to potentially the Jets. I'm not sure which team finishes with a better record. And the Washington Commanders are going to be in there where if they take a quarterback or a lineman, like there's going to be some narratives uh, at play when we move forward. The, the narrative that came out this week and obviously at the um, the end of the game the week before with uh, Wink Martindale and Dable yep. and uh, these guys saying that they only fight over donuts and pizza, but there's clearly been some back and forth, some disagreements. And I read something about how um, – People believe that Brian Dable is going to let go of all of his coordinators, offense, defense, and special teams. And we know last year, Kafka and Martindale both had head coaching opportunities uh, in front of them. They interviewed for head coaching jobs. I think they'll have that again. Do you expect to see all three coordinators for the Giants replaced next year, new guys coming in under Dable and Shane? Yeah, so Kafka is an interesting one because he's not going to get an NFL head coaching job. I, I would be I would be stunned at that. I mean, I think his opportunity to be a head coach is in college, and I think that's probably an opportunity that he will explore if the right opportunity is there. The the wink thing is fascinating to me because they are he and Dable. I'm talking about they are very different people, and they have very different coaching styles, and they have very different personas on the sideline. I mean, whether it's the Giants are up forty nothing or they're down forty nothing, you look at Wink Martindale and he's calm. He's composed. He's talking to his players. He's teaching his players. And then you have Brian Dable, who is running around the sideline like a maniac, right? Like he is like the screamer, the yeller, boisterous. Like I go back to thinking about Tyrod Taylor walking off the sideline when he made the mistake at the end of the half against the Bills. Like that is Brian Dable 24-7. It's contrasting personalities. It's contrasting in the meeting room. It's contrasting in the building. When you're winning, it doesn't matter. When, when you're winning, everyone's happy. Everything was fine. You can brush it all up. When you're losing like the Giants are now, that's when those clashing personalities start to create friction. And you have these reports that come out, like Jake Glazer said, that there is enough tension there that, that there is a possibility um, that, uh, that, that that they could be letting Wink Martindale go. And I, I, I did crack up at the horde of people that came out that were like, no, this isn't true. This isn't true. Dude, you know, there are reporters in this, national reporters I'm talking about, that when they say something, you can almost take it as gospel. Schefter's one of them, and Glazer's one of them. Like that dude, the, the information he has when he reports something, it is as concrete as concrete comes. So uh, there's absolutely truth to that, and it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Wink Martindale coaching for another team or coaching for another team next year. And then, yeah, there, there's another swarm of, of assistants coming in. And what's so fascinating to me about that is that 
when you think about what made the Giants so special last year and what we talked about, which made the Giants so special, it was how this particular coaching staff and this specific coaching staff was able to get so much out of so little that they had no talent, but it didn't matter because of how well they were coached. And part of that is Brian Dable. Yes. But it was the magic that they had within the building from everyone that was in the building. And when you're losing so many big pieces, like we're talking Kafka, like we're talking Wink, uh, that's hard to just replace. It's not just snap your fingers and suddenly you get just as good of pieces in there. And offensively, I think maybe Brian Dable can, can um, ease some of the concerns because of his offensive background. He can pick up play calling. But defensively, I don't think you just let Wink walk out the building and then you say, oh, we're going to easily replace someone who's just as good because, in my opinion, Wink Martindale's one of the best defensive minds in the NFL and, and the Giants are lucky to have him. We're joined right now by Connor Hughes, NFL reporter for SNY, covering the Jets and the Giants. So let's switch and talk a little Jets right now. Yeah. Oh, oh, the pain. What a disaster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, this season, coming off of last season, it's deja vu, but it's actually yeah. worse. Like, it's deja vu with the losing streak, but when you add the Aaron Rodgers dynamic and the spotlight and all the attention and him talking, and then the the coaching staff being attached to him and a guarantee pretty much that they get a mulligan and run it back next year. So no one is, is even going to really be held accountable, we don't think, for the mess of this year. And we're still in the mess of this year. Today we hear that Tim Boyle has been cut and that, yeah. you know, Zach Wilson, two days ago now, we hear that Zach Wilson is reluctant to retake the starting job. It's like you can't make this stuff up that comes out of one Jets drive and the Jets organization. Uh I don't even know what to ask you. I guess we'll start with the quarterback position as well. I expect Zach Wilson to start, but I don't know who to believe. I don't I don't think that Zach Rosenblatt and, and Diana Rossini are floating that out there. How you just talked about Jay Glazer and Schefter. Like when these people yeah, you can were, put Diana in there. You can put Diana in there. Yeah, when, when these people put their names on a report and they hit send on Twitter, they're not just fishing for stuff. They're not doing that to be uh retweeted and, and followed. They yeah. got that from somewhere. So I believe that there was truth to Zach Wilson being reluctant to taking that that role again, whether it was an injury risk, whether his camp is looking out for his best interest, whatever it is. I actually was one of the only people on air that backed him. I'm like, good, push back, Zach. Push back and say you don't want to be the guy. But, I, I mean, I played football. I understand the team mentality. I understand that you got to do whatever for the team and whatever the coach asks of you. I just think it's a complete mess. And how much can you ask of this kid after being dragged through the mud for the last couple years, they're going to ask him to do it again. And if they lose the rest of the way out, he'll be the whipping boy again. And I just think that they're done with him. I think that they're going to draft potentially a quarterback in the first round too, and they'll try again with Aaron Rodgers next year. But what do you think about Zach Wilson? He's going to meet the media, um, and he's going to have to speak to this stuff. You guys are going to talk to him and say, hey, what happened? Did you walk into Rob Sala's office and say, I want the ball? Or were you reluctant? I, I, I don't know what to think. What do you think about Zach Wilson what? right now? It doesn't matter what he says because, I mean, the, the whole the whole situation is that there's no way for them to tell the truth. Robert Sala could not come out when he did his Zoom call with the reporters on Monday and say, yeah, guys, you're right, this is a factual report because that is legitimately destroying Zach Wilson's future in the NFL. Uh, Zach Wilson can't come out and say, yeah, I was reluctant to play because it is destroying his future in the NFL. I think what has... Uh, everyone within the Jets so turned upside down by this report is that they are stunned that this got out. And when you listen to what Aaron Rodgers said today on the Pat McAfee show, when you listen to what 
uh, Robert Sala said when he spoke to us and then when he did some additional radio interviews, they never said the report was wrong. They never said it wasn't true. From Roger's perspective, he went on a, a, a very emotional, um, not tirade, but he, he was very emotional and passionate in speaking about how the Jets need to stop these leaks from coming out. And he can't believe that somebody reported that. Yeah. Not that it wasn't true, but he can't believe someone reported it knowing that this would basically be ruining Zach Wilson's career. But he never said it wasn't true. The same thing with Robert Sully. He spoke directly in the present saying, well, if he'd said it, he never said it to me and those kind of a things. But, you know, it's, they're, they're trying to dance around it because, again, Robert can't confirm the report. Zach can't confirm the report. Uh, Aaron can't confirm the report because if any of that happened, Zach Wilson's career in the NFL is done. Like, it is completely and totally done. No one will ever employ him, which is what's stunning that this got out. Like, it legitimately is stunning that somebody went out there and said it because there is no benefit to it from anyone. You know what I mean? Like, think about it, Keith. Yeah. Like, anyone who gets a story, anyone who gets a break, anyone, anyone who gets anything like that, usually there's you, you have to run it by. And one of the reasons why you get multiple sources to confirm things is there might be, like, a, a motive behind getting it out there. You know, someone's saying something because they want you to give them positive press to get them a promotion. They want to shift blame. They want to, you know, push it onto this person, not this person. They want to save their own ass, that kind of a thing. This, there was none of that, man. Like, this, this was, you put this out there, and it makes the Jets look bad because it's in terms of the same old Jets narrative of, like, oh, no, here we go. Oh, my God, the Jets have a quarterback that doesn't want to play quarterback. From Zach's perspective, it's a football player who is saying, I don't want to play football. Like, both sides don't look good. I think Zach definitely looks worse than the Jets doing this. But it's not an ideal situation. And then you have the blame game going around the building of who leaked this, why did this leak. So, it's just a total and complete yeah, cluster. You know what disaster. It's, yeah, bad. it's bad. It's, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube now. I feel like it's yeah. too late, right? Like, if there yeah. is an injury risk and the kid goes out there and gets hurt, it's like, well, it was in his head. Like, I don't want you can't play football that way. If you go out there thinking yeah. you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. And then also, like I said, when he meets the media and they ask him these questions, people are, are good at reading your, like, nonverbal cues. And I don't know if it was Zach's camp or another player. Aaron Rodgers added to it. Like you said, I watched... What he said on McAfee, he said he has a problem with it and they got to get, like he was speaking as if there's a mole in the uh, organization yeah. or, you know, like they got to get them out of there. And, you know, he spoke about the reporters like they're not your friends. Like, yeah, but they're also not your enemies. They're not out to get you. Yeah. They're not they're not trying to be negative. Like, this is a story. They cover the team. I don't yeah. know, man. I, I, I wish him luck um, because I do think he has a future. I do think that people will uh, be interested in him after this. I, I do think that he'll get an opportunity to play somewhere else. I just think it's done. I think the ship has sailed here with the Jets, and uh, I feel bad for the guy. Like I said, is anybody checking on his mental health? Uh, he's yeah. a 24-year-old kid that had a dream of playing in the NFL, and it's been a nightmare from the first time he stepped on the field. Yeah. And it just is, it's a revolving it, door, it, a vicious cycle. Yeah, and you know, I've, I've read this yesterday for SNY, is that, is that you can't, and I don't blame – Zach for feeling the way that he does, right? Because he was scapegoated. He, he was. I mean, when when the Jets went to Tim Boyle, what they were saying is that our offense is a disaster, our offense is broken, and our offense isn't working because of you, and if we change quarterbacks, it's going to get better. Yeah. They changed quarterbacks. It was worse with Tim Boyle, and it was way worse with Trevor Simeon. So now they're basically crawling back to Zach and saying, hey, buddy, my bad. We <laughs> need you to go back out there. So I get why he's I get why he's Yeah, I'd be I like, no. I get it. But at the same time, what's so – mind-numbing to me, and what I, I can't wrap my head around, even though I know it's true, is that almost every other athlete, when presented that situation, turns around and says, give me the damn job back. 
And then I'm going to give the middle finger to the organization and the middle finger to the coaching staff and the middle finger to everyone over there. And I'm going to ball out, play my you-know-what off, dominate on the field, and make you look like an idiot for benching me in the first place. And then I'm going to go get a job somewhere else and come back and continue to kick your you-know-what for the rest of my career. Uh, yeah, the fact that he was basically like, He's not wired like that. I don't think he's that kind yeah. of guy. Exactly. But like then to just be like, yeah, no, I'm good. Like It's the, the Kevin Clark. Uh, was the one who tweeted out the thing. It's the the meme with the manager where he's like, oh, hey, yeah. we're your staff. That's the perfect way to describe it. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry to hear about that. Good luck, though. Like, the fact that they took that route is just, it, it really does blow my mind. And, and again, like, I don't think either side ever expected this to get out. You know, if this was Zach's stance and Zach expressed this to the Jets, the Jets were going to go with uh, Rippin. They were going to go with Trevor Simeon. Whatever they were going to do, they were going to go with someone else and continue to say the thing, look, we moved on from Zach. We're just going to let him develop on the side, blah, blah, blah. This never would have seen the light of day. The fact that the covers were pulled off on this, it just it just makes everyone, especially Zach, look so bad. And there's really no way to recover from this because if it's true, they can't say it's true. And if it's false, they're still not going to believe it because it's out there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. again, Diana and Zach didn't source one person on this. Like, this wasn't one rogue employee who reached out to them. This was multiple people that they talked to on multiple levels. You want to know who initially struck the match? Yeah, that's the thing that everyone's annoyed about. But there was multiple confirmations on this from their side, which is what obviously you know brought forth the light why they, why they reported it. doesn't sound it. ridiculous to me. I jokingly was on last night like this kid's like, I'm not Mac Jones and you're not Bill Belichick. You can't keep benching yeah. me and, and, yeah. and then calling for me and then benching me and calling. Like, I've been the butt of every joke. I've been scapegoated. Enough is enough. My future here, there is no future here. I'm done. But you can't do yeah. that. You you get paid millions of dollars. It's a team game. And like you said, it just it wouldn't help his cause moving forward. But I do think he has a future moving forward. Now, as far as the Jets are concerned, I don't see them beating C.J. Stroud and the Texans. No. I don't see them beating uh, Tua and Tyreek and the Dolphins down in Miami. Maybe if they figure out some things, they can beat the Commanders at home. Uh, but the Browns, like, that's why I said I understand him not wanting to come back and play against Miles Garrett down the road. I wouldn't want any parts of that either. What do yeah. you expect? If they lose out, it is bad. You, If you lose out the rest of the way, somebody's got to be fired. Some yeah, heads have to roll. That's the caveat, is that right now, from my understanding, per you know, per, per, per sources, even though I know that's, that's like the... <laughs> oh, the don't be careful. Thing. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want the yeah, sources. Yeah, I got I to gotta let Aaron... Aaron Rodgers running the show. You, you might be uh, yeah. tagged as one of the sources, guys. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I got to tell Aaron why I'm, why I'm not dropping the names. No, you're, the you're the source on the, on the Jets media food that they serve you guys. Delicious. Oh, yeah, so, I'm like, how oh, do yeah. I get a credential to go over there just for lunch? Dude, it's worth it, man. Their building's unreal. Like, their building really is unreal. But um, from my understanding is is that, you know, and I, I, I'm talking about this on our show, on SNY show Jets class this week, is that uh, the patience is not something that the two Johnson brothers have. Christopher Johnson is not patient. Woody Johnson is definitely not patient. Uh, but from my understanding, they have absolutely no intention uh, of making any changes to Robert Sala and his coaching staff or Joe Douglas and the staff that he's built with the front office scouting department, all that stuff. They, they fully plan right now on bringing every single person back. And it's, it's, they have no intention of making any wholesale changes that uh, Christopher, I'm sorry, Woody Johnson, from what I was told does not want to blow it up. Like that is a direct quote. He does not want to blow it up. Like that is, that is his stance right now. If you end the season with 10 straight losses, uh, that's when I think things change. Like that is when that is when I I I don't 
I like Robert a lot. I like Joe a lot. I like a lot of those guys in that building. But but that is one where even the staunchest Jets supporter, it's hard to defend 10 straight losses. Like, that is something. Now, you look across the schedule, like you said, Houston. Like, yeah, I don't think the Jets are going to win that one. And, and honestly, Keith, it's because I like when, when I covered the Falcon game and then I came home, I was talking to my wife about it. And I said, I was like, you know, like she, was, she basically said, she goes, why are you surprised they lost? And I was like, well, this is the game that they were supposed to win. Like this, like this was the one where the Falcons. Desmond Ritter, yeah. Their offense stinks. Like this was the game the Jets were supposed to win, and they couldn't even beat the Falcons. Why do you think, and why would anyone now think the rest of the way that they should beat anyone? Like you mentioned Washington, right? You don't think Washington's looking at the Jets like, oh the yeah, that's way. our yep. game. You know what I mean? I guess the Patriots at the end of the year, because that would probably be the ultimate uh, last parting gift for Bill Belichick to give the Jets an extra win. Uh, to ruin some draft pick that they're trying to go for top three, top two selection. But uh, yeah, he'll be locked into that top two by then. And I think he's spiteful. He'll want to keep the streak going against the Jets. Yeah, if he's locked into a pick, then yeah, he's going to want to beat the Jets. He'll want to beat the Jets. But no, I think that, I think that's the tough thing is is that it's hard. It's hard to find the games the Jets are supposed to win because this stretch of games they just played was supposed to be the easy portion of their schedule. And they've lost five straight games. So there's there's no point anymore where you can say the Jets should beat anyone or circle this game. This is where they'll get a win because every single one of the teams of the NFL that are the bottom feeders, they right now are looking at this Jets team, a historically bad offense, and saying, "Yeah, we can get our win here." What a disappointment! I, I got nothing else. I just I'm rooting for Zach Wilson to come back and the Jets offense to score touchdowns and at least be competitive. I'm rooting for the Jets to be competitive too, but. I think there's a lot of losing this month in December football, and and yeah. uh, I, I just think that both teams are going to be in the top ten, maybe even close to top five, picking in the draft next year. And this was a season we were expecting them both to potentially be playoff teams. Yeah, when, when do pitchers and catchers report? <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. already on. To, everybody's like, enough with the football, Keith. Yeah. Talk about the winter meetings. And I'm like, yeah. hey, it, it, we're still in it. We still got to It's December football. It's supposed to be a good time, but. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've, you know, I've been saying I've been covering this this uh, this market and and these teams since 2014. I've been waiting for a December to remember. I guess I got it a little bit with the Giants, but even then, you knew that was fool's gold. Like you knew once they really got into the playoffs, they were going to get smacked. Yeah. All right. Last thing. How's your daughter? My son was born April 13th. I know your daughter was born right after. Yeah, um, dude. It's awesome, isn't it? It's it's, it's crazy like, how it's gotten to the point that they're not screaming and kicking, and now they're more like a like a kid, like a little a little yep. baby. You were bolder than me. You were taking your daughter out golf into the bar. Yeah. I was terrified. Yep. I was terrified yep. in the summer to take my son anywhere. Oh uh, no, that was my thing. I was like, I'm a social person, so I was like, you know, if I'm going, she's going. And That's she's probably like, used I'm... to it now, right? Gets in the oh, car yeah. seat, gets in the stroller. Uh huh, dude. She she doesn't she doesn't care at all. We just took her to see Santa for the first time. My wife is like. You know, you think she's going to cry? You think she's going to freak out? I was like, that baby's handed to people all the time. She's just going to look at him as someone else. Sure enough, that's exactly what she did. Yeah, she's used to it. I got to work on, on my boy and get him used to it because we'll, yep. be, we'll be in shop, right? He'll look around and then he'll just, ah, put yeah. me back in the car. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Connor, you're the man. I appreciate you. Have a good night. I Thanks for joining you, us, bro. Thanks for me on, man. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 